0: shit where am i is this the joe rogan podcast or the transatlantic conversations podcast
1: no this
2: is patrick
0: <laughs> where's the transatlantic podcast patrick
2: it's left the building and we <laughs> have transitioned ourselves within a transition we're now the transnarrative podcast
0: it. It Trans people transitioning, especially their names. Would you say that the transatlantic podcast is our dead name now? Oh mm-hmm. my
2: god, transatlantic conversations <laughs> is our dead name. I am date. so
0: sorry,
3: I've been disrespecting and dead naming. we okay. changing the pronouns for the podcast, just curious. But we have to do, do it like
0: be, cis people, we have to apologize every five, the five seconds comments. and then be like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm sorry.
2: Sure. I think it'd be good to, 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 to go back and talk about. Or to say what we're going to talk about which is what we've talked about so give
3: us a welcome to the transatlantic podcast the day we're going to talk about pitch it
2: well that's funny enough that you said that athena because i think you may have noticed and our listeners may have noticed that it's not the transatlantic podcast uh, what it's, yeah where am it's i just, who am oh, i God, where are we we're Wait. Well, this, yeah, <laughs> you're actually still listening to the same podcast with Aria, Lackey, Lucy Bazzano, Caroline Penny, and Athena Ramakis, and Cynthia Grace and Mariana Busquette when they're here. But it's no longer the name Transatlantic Conversation, but why would we do that? Well, I felt that it was important in these times of um, urgency to-, to... Speak to the then.
3: experience, <laughs> to, to give voice to the narrative that we see in the society around
2: that's beautiful. And make sure that, that we are
3: given a platform.
2: I do like that. And so so you're wondering, what are you listening to? Are you listening to what was Transatlantic Conversations, which is now the Trans Narrative Podcast, which is still with our lovely group of ladies here? So I encourage all of us to continue listening because we are going to do a lot of great stuff. (laughs) No, we encourage you to keep on listening in. We're
3: kind of changing some of the formatting things, but we really want to engage with you as listeners to make sure that you're given a voice and a spot to to make your voice heard uh, in these rough times. If you have a grievance, if you have some something that you want to air or share questions that you have just about being trans, please reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook at the trans narrative
2: podcast. That's right. The Trans Narrative Podcast and at anchor.fm slash transnarrative. That is how you access this podcast. So like when you were talking about your uh, feminizing, it reminded me, the the voice, it reminded me of one of the first conversations that Lucy and I had back in February when I still live by the ocean was my concern for my voice. And she taught me how to lift my Adam's apple, which I have actively worked on doing since, uh, Since that time, that conversation and the podcast helps with that tremendously because I get, you know, four hours a week to to (laughs) really sit there and and work on it and I can listen back to it every week and I can hear how I said certain things and and this is phenomenal. So I thought how to feminize your voice as you're transitioning.
3: I mean, this is the perfect medium for it too. We're, We're all just coming through earwaves so we can kind of express ourselves through different means and just like see how like things play out, right? It's just a great yeah. place to play with that kind of thing. Uh, and, and maybe like ask listeners to engage too. What's, what's give me a male voice, give me a female voice. But you know, like just trying to like be a little bit lighthearted about that kind of thing. Cause generally speaking, like whenever I tell people my name, doesn't matter what kind of voice I have. If I've got a cold, uh, my name's Athena. And they're still like, that's a lovely name. That's it. <laughs> so I love that. you can play with your voice and still be feminine even if you're making the masculine sounds.
2: It's great. Yeah. And that's why I wanted that's why I thought was so neat about raising your Adam's apple, was because mm-hmm. when you raise it up, then you can speak loud and, and really exert your voice. But when you train your vocal cord and your and your your Adam's apple to stay up there, then when you raise your voice and you get loud, it doesn't deepen and go into mm-hmm. a very masculine sounding tone, which is something that I've worked on because I used to when I'd raise my voice, it would get a good deep. But now I've gotten it to where my Adam's apple stays up there, it stays mm-hmm. elevated when mm-hmm. I speak like that so that's the best I have a problem
3: coming to point some conclusion on a very low note
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh I always I always thought it was would be funny to to have this beautiful well I before I transitioned uh and realized who I was I would always joke and if our if Lucy was around she'd just crack the egg right then and there but I'd be like I just want to be this beautiful model, beautiful body and then and then somehow I come up and be like, You're so sexy. I'd be like, Thanks, babe. You know, in my deep voice. Cause I just, I don't know why Thanks, I thought babe. that was so funny. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Which is playing like, with it, concept. Yeah, yeah. Cause I thought I had a deep voice. I legitimately thought for the longest time before a transition that I have deep voice and that I sounded straight. And then everybody was like, No, not at all. <laughs> they sound, like, you sound like a gay cowboy, is what they tell me. <laughs>
3: Like, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I spent a lot of time masking my voice and, like, playing, like, the role, like, out in public. Uh, so, like, I mean, I can I can put on whatever voice or, or attitude that I want. It doesn't really, like, define what's behind, you know, that voice or exterior. Uh, yeah. So, like, I'm comfortable with whatever voice that I choose to guess my voice. It's a feminine voice because I'm music. <laughs> That's that right. Sense.
2: I love that. Yes.
1: Makes me think of this, this... Um, uh, one time, I had a group of men that were uh, catcalling me on the street. There's like five, six, seven of them, and I was just walking to the store. They're like, "Hey, baby, you're walking kind of fast. Hey, slow down. We want to talk." I I turned around, pulled down my mask, was like, "Bros, can you chill, please?" <sighs> Fortunately, they had a good sense of humor about it.
3: Uh, <laughs> man, I had I had a guy sit down across from me. Uh, just randomly at a bar uh, the other day, and it's the first time it's ever happened to me, ever, like, a drunk guy sitting down and, like, approaching me. Starts talking about, like, eyes wide shut, and I'm like, okay, red flag, red flag right there, and I'm about to, like, go in. Like, yeah, go- going into, like, a <laughs> diatribe on this guy just about to, my wife's list, looks like, no, I'm not comfortable We're leaving. friends are here, bye, you're not welcome, and bouncer's, like, kicked him out. So I was like, that's, that's my first the experience with that like ever it was kind of awkward it felt really presumptuous <laughs> but he's yeah. just down and like assume that i know nothing about stanley kubrick i could to you about stanley kubrick for hours you just you just uh activated my trap card
2: <laughs> i had uh the 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 person that rings the bell at the walmart's uh that does the the, the salvation army they said merry christmas ma'am as i walked out so i thought that was I was so alive. I appreciated that. Even though I hate Salvation Army because they don't donate to our community. But- they don't but donate they also- to our
3: community. They don't allow people in our community to stay. They,
0: yeah, they-, they actually steal the stuff of the people of our community yes. and resell yes. it uh, after yes. kicking them out in the cold, sometimes to the point to where these people die.
1: I still need to change my my name on a few different things, including my voter registration. I still have my my dead name on my voter registration, and there was... A complication with my ballot for the midterms, um, oh. so yeah, they they sent me back a, a letter saying, "Oh, um, what, what's the you're general? a felon
3: now?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gosh darn it! Oh no, we're sending
0: DeSantis after you. Oh no,
3: uh, I'm I'm in Missouri, so I'm still waiting on my name change to actually hit the courts. It's like 187 bucks with my county, and it's just under review. So I'm in the lurch on that, waiting for that. And then I have to change the sex with the tax people, the revenue department, in order to get my driver's license. But then I have to go to court and represent myself or hire a lawyer in order to argue that my birth certificate should be changed.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Make you jump through.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, my, my thing has been uh, kind of out of sight, out of mind, because I, I got my driver's license changed over, and that's the thing I see on a daily basis. I got my debit card changed over, I see that on a daily basis. The other stuff, like, I I just don't think about it, because it's not in front of me constantly. Yeah. I'm still kind of in an awkward middle space.
3: I, I still, like, you know, go through, like, some different profile, I'm like, oh, it'd be really awkward if my panties came to my dead so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I haven't changed hardly really anything over. It's only been eight months, so or well, it's almost been a year since I've socially transitioned. But uh, it's difficult being uh, a low income, so I don't have the yeah. resources right now to do all of that great stuff. Uh, so I will yeah. though. That's my that's some of the, Some of my goals next year. I realized that it would be important to have transition goals. Nobody. Um, I didn't really think about that at the beginning that I should have concrete goals to work towards. So mm-hmm. I've kind of yeah. just been like waiting on titties to come, and without any other light. That any <laughs> other waiting, waiting, they've light? arrived, ma'am. Waiting,
1: waiting for Amazon to ship them.
2: <laughs> oh, God, I have. You <laughs> paid like... extra
1: for the overnight delivery.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that a lot of form a little bit. It's just like, okay, what's next? <laughs> no, like... I don't know so much. For Me? first you get that first
0: growth spurt in them and it's just like oh i'm bumping into shit now and then you get that second oh. growth spurt in them and you're like oh i'm bumping into shit even more now like, oh hugs <laughs> hurt all of a sudden yeah
3: like, i keep on carrying things that are
0: heavier than
3: i think and just pressing up against my chest like yeah, the table like
2: oh no oh god, <laughs> oh my god oh the that a... first
0: time you you run downstairs without a bra and you're like oh my
2: god why it's- it's happening though, it's happening. Oh, <laughs> what's well, the best feeling? I used to, cause I used to carry things where like I place it against me. And now I was like, oh my God, I have to hold things differently. Like I literally have to hold items as I carry them differently because they hurt my chest. So. They
0: hurt the titties. Oh, yes. um, Caroline,
2: I, I wanted to ask,
1: do you, um, is there like an LGBT community center anywhere near where you live that you're aware oh, of? No, 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 I know of. There, I'm sure there's one in the state.
2: Right. Yes, there is, there, but it's like seventy miles away. Yeah,
1: I I would recommend getting in touch with them because as far as name change stuff went, that's that's what I did. I got in touch with my local community center. They put me in touch with uh, experts on name changing things and um, walked me through the loopholes to get it done for free. Ooh. So I would. Yeah, because
0: really it's that. damn near five hundred dollars up here.
1: Yeah. Fortunately, in California, they don't have um, requirements to. Uh, Show what your income is, and you can say that you're low income yeah. and can't afford it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what I did. Right.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm.
3: So there's also oh. other like restrictions for people who are like escaping abuse, specifically to change their name. But generally speaking, you just ask for like a, a poverty waiver, so to speak, a low income waiver, whatever oh. it is in your yeah, state. That's I what know. I did. Yeah. Um. Okay. I, that's I didn't a great. Do...
2: Actually, that's a great. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's a really great name. That's a really good topic for an episode. How to change your name.
3: And I'm right in the middle of it myself and my parents, they have not recognized it. Like, well, they're trying actively not to engage with it. So that's perfect material for me to like start ranting. Mm -hmm. So Uh, like, I remember one time, whenever I was really young, I told my mom, I feel like it would be easier if I was a girl. And she was like, what are you talking about? No, it wouldn't. Like, it's hard being a girl. You know how hard I work? (laughs) like (laughs) all of that. Uh, But, like, I brought it up again, and I was like, she was like, you know, I wonder sometimes if I've been a little bit easier on that. I'm like, it would have been hard anyway about it. It was the 80s, right? So, like, it was, like, just in the books as, you know, a DSM as opposed to, like, a criminal kind of disorder the year I was born. So, yeah, I can understand the times needing some breathing time to change, but it's been 40 years for me. (laughs) and now it's been six months since I've told them about my intentions and there's just not even a name usage anymore I mean like the, the, I just say you know you can call me what you want to God or in front of anybody else but to me i really love it, it cost you nothing if you could call me by my preferred name by Athena and they just say we need time my mom actually goes into explanation because she's like under the household head of somebody who's more conservative and if they disagree politically she him because of their religion, which I find abhorrent, but my heart still breaks for her in that position. My dad just won't engage and only wants to engage on the topic of Christianity. And so I said, you have to humble yourself and put yourself through the trans like mindset and and the experience. You, You need to put yourself in my shoes and see how could you honestly approach Christianity at a time like this? How could I honestly say something like, Jesus Christ is my Lord and savior. When that makes people around me feel like I have vile intentions. It's the last thing I would want. So like all of that's difficult to engage with. I don't personally believe in God, uh, but that doesn't want make me want to evangelize and take that faith away from other people necessarily. I want my dad to be able to engage with the church that he's in and stand up for his children. But that has to start with just name usage and it's not there.
1: Are, are we still gonna talk about Colorado Springs?
3: Well, oh. what else is there to talk about? Honestly, kind of we kind of
1: veered off course, but
3: that's okay.
0: Yeah, I I feel that's a rather important topic to talk upon. Well, we, yeah, we, we've kind of been that.
3: skirting around, like how how this has been, uh, you know, uh, needs to be addressed in churches is is kind of what we've been talking about. So that can definitely be part of the content. Uh, mm-hmm. but like just to speak, uh, their names out, we definitely need to give yeah. recognition. Uh, and give platform to anyone who's feeling grief or anxiety right now. I know I am. Uh, so I, time- think,
2: I think a good thing I think really to touch on is is who like on a bigger scale is 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 responsible for for these horrendous acts happening. And I really do believe that evangelical Christianity and right wing conservative media, has a role to play in this normalization of hatred and violence towards the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, let's it just, been...
0: Let's yeah. just call it for what it is. The Fox News and the GOP have been using a specific form of terrorism to make sure that people like us are easily murdered. Let's just call it for what it is. You, you hear them exactly on the. That. Being like, oh, they're groomers. Like, literally. Fox News, upon finding out about it, it being a, a army vet who stopped, who you know originally confronted the the shooter, instead of being like, "Wow, this shooter's a piece of trash," they were like, "Well, this this army vet is obviously a groomer because he took his his family to a drag show." Like, please,
3: like, so, I mean, trying to like even put things to words, like the the there's been a divorce like uh, there's been a step back you might say on the humanity of the right-wing media they aren't condemning you know the violence like they should they aren't distancing themselves or saying there's nothing we should do they're saying these things happen what do you expect we think that they should but we don't condone people doing it this way like there are like just every line, but the last one
0: telling people to go and pull triggers. Well,
3: and um, it's I like what had like put
0: it. By. Like Vosh was like, no, they've been using a, a Nazi playbook in order to make it to where it's normalized to these actions. They will pretend like they care about the humanity at first, but once they hit a certain critical mass, they will blatantly let you know they don't give a shit about the humanity. That's why you never appeal to the humanity of somebody who doesn't think you're a fucking human. And I agree with him on that on that statement. Um, they don't see us as people. They don't give a shit if we die. If it were up to them, we would be rounded up and executed anyways.
2: Well, that's something I uh, we've talked a lot about on this last season of the show. Is 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 this a represent a parallel to what we saw in Nazi Germany? And if so, what are we going to do? And so there are you, just
3: distinct parallels happening in specific states that are transgenocidal, uh, regarding how parents are required by the law to treat their children or to exclude or include them from the lives they want to live. That's not in question. Uh, the question is if we'll be able to, as a society, stand up and say at a national level, this is not acceptable behavior. I hope that as we go into the next section, that the Republican House will have the humanity at least to listen to that peace that we are not all monsters or demons. We are not in fact molesting people just by existing whenever there are people who say that we are abusing children with their eyeballs just because they have to see us, that's not fair. What you are doing when you say that is sexualizing our bodies. That's offensive and it needs to stop
2: the The whole narrative from Christianity that that we are gurus and pedophiles, I think is 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 outrageous, considering that it is known and there is evidence to support that that the, the church has engaged in far more heinous sexual misconduct than 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 any group that we've seen in this country. And, and I I think it's gross. Just to put it plainly,
1: a lot of it comes back to misogyny because these right wing pundits, they think of femininity as something that's inherently sexual. And so by trans women merely existing and being out in the world, they see that as um, at, <clears throat> as an overtly sexual thing at all times. So any anything that we do, no matter how mundane it is, they're going to see as a form of sexualization, and that's where a lot of the bigotry stems from. I feel.
3: Have you seen these trans women putting coins in parking meters? Yep. <laughs> exactly. It's like what in the his, world? Come on, give us a break. His
1: trans women are over here doing doing their laundry. Oh my goodness! Damn groomers, over here separating the the lights from the darks.
2: One of the things I noticed, uh, especially on on a lot of the comments this week, is this as this happened is is the misunderstanding still between what is a trans person?
0: Well, I, I, it's I, not mainstream to ask for like pronouns yet. So, for like for instance, with the in the shooting, originally it was said that a drag king or a drag queen had started stepping on the shooter's face, and then we come to find out it's a trans woman. All in order to alleviate that, like you even hear the the vet who initially confronted the the shooter say uh call this trans woman guy and dude and whatnot and then at a couple times saying that that this person was a drag king or drag queen but that's because you know they're still kind of fresh and new and instead of somebody asking this trans woman hey what are your pronouns or Mm -hmm. let's get some more information on it they just wanted to get the story out immediately
3: yeah the assumption was made like fully half of the people (laughs) in the household that, that i'm in that i hosted thanksgiving for are trans identifying self-identifying as trans and we've all just kind of started switching to they them pronouns for like everything in general just to neutralize everything uh you know instead of say son or daughter or you know say say kid or whatever uh it just kind of makes it a little bit easier to keep things sorted we don't have to put those sort of gender labels on everything plenty of societies don't so why not just try that
2: I have yeah. started to use they them more and it feels comfortable for me because mm-hmm. it just, it, it alleviates pressure into the societal idea of who and what you should be.
3: I've been exercising that professionally for about a decade because I don't assume based off of somebody's name or the relationship with, it, with anyone, uh, what their gender identity might be. And it just works out okay. So my husband, all- and then I say they in response, just out of respect to make sure. It can Correct. also be
0: fun i'm talking about somebody's kids i'll say like oh they're spawn and mm-hmm. people will give yeah. you funny looks but it's just so enjoyable to see it those is. like that discomfort in their eyes as they try to puzzle out is are they talking about a boy or a girl and it's like oh that's cute i, I think there's other.
1: I, I think they're more like giving you funny looks over calling their children
0: spawn oh no 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 it's <laughs> a little bit about, degrading like, one, of, one of my coworkers is named patrick right and we talk about D D stuff and he's like Lucy, you'd make a great DM, but I'm worried that you would be, like, that one, like, it, it would be a D&D tale, but it would turn out to be, like, Call of Cthulhu, and I'm, like, yes, yes, it would, and, uh, you know, I was talking to him about his kid, and then one uh, of my, my, boss came in, and instead of being, like, because I know his daughter identifies as, as a girl, instead, I was, like, oh, yeah, and then um, Patrick was telling me about how his spawn did this or that, and, you know, the, the, the supervisor was trying to puzzle shit out and Patrick just starts cracking up he's like oh that is the best thing ever just the look of confusion on his face while he's trying to figure out like hey instead of just you know coming out and asking oh like how does your child identify because he's religious um he was rather like tearing himself apart internally to try to jump through hoops to think hey is Patrick's kid a boy a girl like what there's only this binary for me to consider it just brings me great joy it sparks <laughs> joy
2: <laughs> uh.
3: yeah but what's in their pants man like why
0: why, right, is like, that why such that's a
3: talking point right like what what happened with the doctor whenever they they sign the birth certificate it doesn't really have a lot to do with gender
0: yeah it well that, I always, I always thought it, was it might weird not that we have parties to celebrate essentially we we have these huge parties to tell strangers hey this is the the genitals that my child has Disturbing. Blue means it has a penis and pink means it has a vagina.
3: What's the No, it means we think, though. We think, yeah, we think. is the key, right? Until a yeah.
0: child comes out, you're looking at a
3: sonogram. Like, everybody's like, no, it's the X and Y chromosomes or whatever that determine sex. It's not. But even if so, like, if somebody walking down the street looked femme or or mask and uh, you wanted to try and respect them uh, as they were presenting, you don't get out a DNA test. So just, you know, accept what the way people want to be treated, whatever. And there's a reason that we
0: don't solely use X and Y chromosomes for, for, uh, you know, even biological sex determinations because of, you know, like we learned that when originally the uh, Olympics tried to do that and was like, holy shit, a bunch of cisgendered women and cisgendered men are being excluded solely because of these tests. Maybe these tests are erroneous. Let's not do that. And um, yeah, because, you know, you'll always hear those conservatives or those right wingers say shit like, oh, this is second grade biology. There's a reason second graders are just not considered smart. They don't
3: run policy. They don't uh, administer psychiatric aid to people. They don't prescribe medication.
0: You ask a second grader what the model of a um, of an atom looks like. They're gonna give you something that looks like a planet with orbits and stuff like that instead of actual probabilistic clouds. That's why you don't have neuroscientists who are second graders. Like, so these. yeah,
3: all that we're doing is asking you to grow the fuck up. Stop mm-hmm. being in the second grade and listen, right?
0: Listen to I experts. Mean,
3: yeah, listen to experts. Listen to people who are maybe smarter than a second grader. It's easy to have shorthands, but it doesn't mean it's accurate or correct,
0: or right, yeah. or ethical. I mean, That's why, I, like, literally when I'm giving like a demonstration on something, mm-hmm. I'll literally say, this is an analogy. Yes. And sometimes the analog breaks down.
1: So, some some conservative starts bringing up biology in an argument. Just ask them, what is a chromosome?
3: <laughs> and then get them to Please. admit to evolution, because it's like, Please. you can He's put explained. in discrete terms how we've observed these sorts of changes that happen to chromosomes, if you can get them to actually look under a microscope. Yeah, is the yeah no you can't
1: please explain to me what a chromosome is what what does dna stand for
0: and you, know, you, can get, yeah. mm-hmm. you can also process a material and pull out its dna and we can do it with a strawberry it's really easy just got to blend it up and pour some really cold alcohol in it with some water
3: one thing that i think is kind of like incidental to like uh, i don't know that's kind of getting on a tangent just about evolution versus creation but just like the the thought that like intelligent design is a valid model i think would lead to some poor hypotheses if there is no way to gain function without intelligent design that means that covid had to have been manufactured in a lab because it could not have naturally gained function but that's not how evolution works evolution is random but selective so until people like understand how evolution works they will think that there's some kind of intelligent design or force behind every new thing That is either malevolent or benevolent. I mean, that's where it gets into like really weird religious speculation about how one group might be wanting to try and control another through psychoactive chemicals, sometimes they'll say, or genetic manipulation, sometimes they'll say. I just want to, like, make fun of that and say, yeah, I actually turned into a girl when I
0: got the vaccination. That's exactly what happened. Yeah.
2: No. Oh my, so my, what was...
0: my, five, my 5G input. Like, I thought when I got yeah. my was supposed to have 5G. I'm going to have it on my phone, but I don't have it in my brain. Now i got to wait for Daddy Elon, <laughs> Musky Boy Prime. So that's why every new thing will be associated with, like,
3: you know, the, the trans thing or narrative, just, like, because... Because it's new and because this acceptance is new. We'll say, well, Segways made us gay. Or, you know, why would we do that? It's stupid. Like, humans are just human. And during this time of society, we've come to accept and respect each other's perspectives more. How about that? It would be great. We can just do it.
2: Wouldn't it be? It would be delightful.
0: Oh, I just don't respect conservative perspectives. I'm sorry. Well, no, certainly
2: not. I do not at all. That's not, I would, I, that's... I yeah play. i just
0: i i notice a lot of people want to appeal towards logic and evidence to try to convince these people of like hey look you're wrong we're people these fucks don't care they're just the they bag of ass. people and <laughs>
3: even if they did think of us as people they still think of us as beneath us and to be exploited
0: or
2: put
3: yep. into exclusion or yeah uh,
0: oh registered as some.
3: sex offenders yeah there's like put into a position of of danger like more and more each day.
0: Don't like worry, they'll, do ring they'll in be like, I, we don't like these trans peoples and drag queens because they're yeah. groomers. Now let's go to church where we have no pedophilia whatsoever.
3: <laughs> and that's like one of those libels that gets bandied back and forth. And while it's like fair, whenever there are people of either group to prosecute them, making that generalization is dehumanizing to all of us and coming to a point of of resolution to where we can say no not all people there are but a significant portion of this uh you know here in the church specifically i've seen the papers on like churches that i've been to that i've attended that i've done music with like it's unfair that that goes unrecognized and one of the first sex scandals that i remember in my church They just isolated all of the kids and put us in a separate room while they talked about how the pastor's the church's pastor's daughter uh, had become pregnant. And we didn't know exactly what that meant at that age. And they didn't talk to us about sex. And they didn't give us any kind of guidance other than abstinence. They didn't give us any kind of acceptance other than through marriage. And all of those uh, experiences that Children had that put them in danger were because of that ignorance that we presupposed was good for them. We presuppose that based off of what? We need to examine right. those beliefs.
2: I think it's important that that we have a platform and we have an opportunity to uh, use our voices for uh, for good. And so I think that it's important that we honor these victims that were lost in this in this tragic event that as we've said, I think, is a result of uh, right-wing conservatives and, and evangelical Christians and the normalization of violence and hatred towards the LGBTQ plus community.
1: I apologize in advance if I mispronounce any of their names. Uh, uh, Derek Rump, Ashley Powell, Daniel Astin, Kelly Loving, and Raymond Green Vance.
3: Rest in power. It was, it was rough. I, I went to Transgender Day of Remembrance that, that night at a Methodist church in town. And I remember thinking, while I was there, what if somebody does come in with a gun? I duck under the pews. I find concealment first and then cover. I try and render aid if I see someone bleeding. Things like that. That's now my instinct when I go into a church and not how can I help my fellow neighbor or be kinder to to someone in my community.
2: That's disturbing to me. It's uh, it's 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 scary to consider that. That we're not safe in this country any at all, uh, because because things like this, I don't even have any mass shootings we've had this year. Uh, related just to to our community, but it's a lot.
3: There were thirty-seven. Uh, we read, I think, another five that were um, murdered in between the last end of last year and the last Transgender Day of Remembrance. That were another five people at the end of the year. Uh, but we read off the names, lit candles in their memory. Some of these people couldn't afford funerals. Some of these people were you know would go uh, there are other incidents which are unrecognized not just uh, murder but lots of other kinds of abuse that happens um, and you know just a handful of people that were there members of our community mostly uh, as far as the lgbtq plus but there is a lack of engagement at a local level or recognition uh, at the churches where these people's funerals might have been held, um, I
1: I uh, wrote something for Trans Day of Remembrance, Caroline. You mind if I read one paragraph from
2: it? No, I'd like you to read it all. Would you? Oh, the entire thing. Yeah, I, I would like to have that on the show. All right. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> so I wrote an open letter to the trans community. You're so brave. Many trans people, myself included, chafe at this phrase used to describe us because we don't want our mere existence to have to be an act of bravery. We don't want to be brave, quote-unquote. We just want to live in peace. Speaking for myself, I certainly don't feel brave most of the time. I've been told that I am. I'd say I've had a few straining moments. I grew up in a very anti-LGBT environment. One family member in particular threatened my life on multiple occasions if I were to ever to come out. I celebrated my coming out by sending that family a picture of myself in my new dress. Uh, Anti-queer terrorists have a concept of humanity, one in which men and women have very clearly defined roles in society. And any deviation from those roles is perceived as an assault on their worldview. Every time a trans person comes out of the closet, posts about their transition progress on social media, feels joy, falls in love, exists authentically, reveals these hate-mongers' ideology for the terminally thin paper tiger that it is. Bigots are weak, cowardly, and desperately clinging to a fantasy world in which they have power that they lack in the real world. They are hungry predators, thirsty for blood, and seething in animosity at the fact that you are not clenched in their jaws. Every day that you're above ground is a day that brings them closer to starvation. I've had talks with friends who tell me that their depression is at a tipping point from all of the discrimination that they face. I hope that it's some kind of consolation to them that their presence is a light in my life. I know I'm not alone in that sentiment. And I also know that there are plenty of us who don't realize how much we matter to the people around us. If you're reading this, odds are you're one of them. Your presence matters. Your fear of persecution and, of, and violence is valid, but it doesn't have to define you. In your own mind, you might be an unimportant, burdensome shell of a person, but in the mind of someone else, you may be a reason for them to get out of bed in the morning. So please keep going. There are currently hundreds of bills being pushed in government to strip away rights from the LGBT community. This legal persecution emboldens hateful individuals to take extra legal action against us. In the same vein of trans people saying, I don't want to be brave, are those saying, I don't want to be a spokesperson for the community. And that's an understandable sentiment. We all just want to live our lives and not have any one aspect of our identities be the sole focus of those lives. And to that I say, not all all of us need to be megaphone-carrying activists because the mere act of existing in the face of oppression can be revolutionary in, in itself. So as long as it's up to you, keep existing. I don't want to give some cliche platitude that everything will work out in the end, or that the power of love will save us from terrorists or hostile governments. Instead, I'll say that you're here now, you're alive, the future is unwritten, and yours can be a happy one. You have the admirable and beautiful misfortune of being one of the bravest people there is every smile on your face is a spit in the face of those that wish you misery you have a community that understands you and wants you to thrive people see you living authentically and there's a good chance that you're inspiring them to be authentic themselves i wouldn't be so bold as to say that things will get better but i will say that they can get better we have the power to make things better
2: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Aria. We'll put That's that in so the description. Much. We'll put that in the description for our listeners to uh, find more of your articles that you've written on Medium.com.
1: I'm better at writing than I am at improvising,
2: <laughs> so thank
3: you for letting me read for a few minutes.
2: That was well, great. No, no, was no, we powerful, it. It was very powerful, very powerful, very necessary yeah. because we have an opportunity with this platform to to use our voices to build a better community, and I think and, it's our responsibility to do that
3: yeah and we keep us safe. That's a message that's good to send and good to repeat to each other. We are the ones who will keep us safe. We can't rely on uh, other people, but rendering works necessary uh, mutual aid, direct action. I, I call to that. yep, there's power in numbers.
2: Mm-hmm. There is power in numbers. And I want to call to 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 us to 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 really not be afraid to call out the bigotry and hate for hatred for what it is and to and to not be afraid of the ostracization that, that will happen from others by speaking out against the horrendous acts that are done by, I'm afraid to, to point out right, the evangelical Christianity and, and, and right-wing conservative media.
1: One thing I think is, I think of this study that was done on uh, r- racist attitudes. Uh, people who live in rural parts of the country where they don't interact with people of different races are more likely to hold racist attitudes than people that live in more um, uh, more suburban and urban areas that do interact with people of other racial groups who constantly come in contact with them and they are constantly put in situations where um, they have to look past stereotypes because they know these people one-on-one. And I think that same kind of mentality can be translated to uh, people in the LGBT community. It's a lot harder to hold on to vicious stereotypes of our community if you know somebody personally. It's like, oh, this trans person there—they're they're my brother, they're my sister. I know that these these things that are being said about them aren't true. It's just vicious propaganda.
0: Yeah, well, like for instance, I again have a coworker. Um... I call him machismo man who believed that all uh, trans people were either somebody who had been sexually assaulted as a child or um, essentially were just bad people so when I first came out this person was just weirded the hell out because they're like I have this view of what a transgender person is that I've learned from Fox News, from Joe Rogan, stuff like that and then there's you and you're nothing like either of these two examples that have been fed to me, and I don't know how to like justify or rectify or even merge the two because you're nowhere near this monstrous person that I've seen on media. You're just this weird, quirky person who's <laughs> super nice, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Whenever,
3: whenever I was outed as gay in front of my dad the first time. Uh, like the first question in mind was, are the kids safe? I had two kids, I still do, and they've always been safe. They'll always be safe. I want them to live and grow up to be whoever they want to be. Uh, and I'm not going to interfere with that or bother them in any way. But the assumption then, after I go, that I wanted to start HRT, start living my life as a woman, was the same. Are the kids safe? And that is just the expectation there's some kind of abuse happening. It's unfair,
0: Uh, and I I also think though that my time as like a minority before coming out as trans has kind of made me see things in a different light, just from the from the jump than your typical someone who's coming from like oh, what they thought they were a cis uh, cis white male to holy shit, I now know that I'm uh, trans. Like some of the stuff that some of the instances where people are like, I didn't realize how dangerous the world is. It's like, yeah, it's kind of been this way if you didn't come from that position of power your whole life. like You recognize that, like, for me, I get people being sad um, about the shooting. And now it's like, at this point, so much has been done. And since every day is a struggle and, you know, essentially I could be murdered just for my existence. I've always seen it as always have an escape plan. Like I'm always thinking of exit strategies from the US because I don't see it as oh California is going to be the last bastion of hope I see it as California will put up a struggle and then it'll just be forced into submission. So I'm always considering uh, escape options like exit strategies out of the United States, um, interim safe uh, defense mechanisms that I can use, exits to every place we go into, Who uh, sizing up people who could be a threat, like threat assessment, like who can I take in a fight in the event that something happens? What do I need to do to get a fight that would be in my advantage? These are things that you always have to think of as a minority person and then when you come out as trans you have to be hyper vigilant and that did lead to a lot of anxiety and stress that's why i am medicated not as angry and fiery as i used to be but it's just something that you learn to live with because you have no other option it is great to think that people will change but to me they really don't until they know that you're not a monster like for instance machismo man
1: I don't see
2: these things changing. Oh my god, Aria! Oh that was my. so good!
1: It was great talking.
2: It was. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for reading from medium.com, the blog that you write for. Everyone, please go check her out on medium.com. Lucy, thanks for being here with me today. Always a pleasure. And Tina, thanks for being here with us today.
3: It's uh, good to be here and be able to talk about these things with people that you're comfortable with. Uh, it really helps me to kind of be at peace and a little bit more at ease uh, about the state of the world. Is this the Transatlantic Podcast? No, this is Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Patrick
0: Transatlantic that. Podcast? I thought you said, Queen Like I of granite in every character you portray.
1: Patrick Warburton has that kind of voice. To get the poison from
3: Cusco. Cusco. Oh, Cusco's poison. <laughs> but Patrick, he's big and dumb.